We are back, baby. Well, we're back in the car anyway because our power is out, but that doesn't stop the rest of the world from turning and us getting nearer to World War III and the kinetic event that will lead us all to a certain amount of damnation anytime soon. The city is on fire. Social media reports from Russian-identified citizens suggested that Ukraine delivered a declared devastating blow to the Russian military, one inside of Crimea, as a level four emergency was declared in the region. This due to a fire from a Ukrainian, maybe even an American-supplied or a NATO-delivered drone as it attacked a oil terminal. The governor of the region confirmed that the blaze was caused by two so-called enemy Ukrainian or NATO drones. They burned down four oil tanks. Now, in response to this, at least 60 firefighters and 18 brigades were dispatched to the scene along with a fire train. No injuries were reported, but this is being seen as a major escalation in the Ukrainian and Russian conflict. The attack on the oil depot occurred after the Russian military reportedly attacked a Ukrainian military facility, one that was used to repair and test the TU-141 drones in the Kharkiv region. The Russian Ministry of Defense claims that the workshops there of an aviation industry enterprise were hit as they were doing repairs and, and according to some of the strategists, getting ready for a larger NATO-led offensive. Now, this attack comes months after Ukrainian troops used drones to attack Russian air bases, leading to the loss of a Tu-95 strategic bomber. The attack on the repair plant is particularly concerning, warns Russian-aligned analysts. This, as they say, that Ukraine has extensively deployed the Tu-141 to launch attacks on high-value targets. In December last year, Ukraine attacked two air bases in the region using Soviet-made UAVs, and uh, this was interpreted as an effort to disable Russia's long-range bombers at the time. The Russian military suffered a significant blow, according to NATO analysts, as they say that Ukrainian Air Force members moved hundreds of kilometers inside of the uh, region from the Ukrainian border. Now, this particular weapon type is a reconnaissance drone that Ukraine has modified and rearmed, turning it into a strike drone. Its, its uh, maximum range sits at an altitude of 1,000 kilometers, a cruising speed of 1,000 kilometers per hour, they say. Although it was produced back in the 70s, it is prominent in World War III. It appears that the attack on this repair plant is an act of vengeance for the damage that was done to the Russian bombers. The Russian attack on the plant escalated the conflict further, and they say that China is going to start uh, repairing or giving parts directly to the Russian military. The attack on the oil depot that Ukraine just launched comes days after Russia fired more than 20 cruise missiles and two drones at Ukraine. Now, what's happening right there is Russia is starting to use, according to sources on the ground, Russia is starting to use uh, new weapon types. They have moved all the way through their old weapon types, their surplus, their stock weapon types, and they're starting to use new weapon types at this time. Now, this is a signal that Russia is getting ready to escalate this into not just a, uh, an offensive, a small-time offensive, but a major, major conflict. Russian forces launched more drones in Ukraine overnight. Uh, they say that Ukrainian Air Force Command witnessed two Iranians, uh, Iranian-made drones exploding uh, they were intercepted, they say. Although the oil depot fire did not cause any loss of life, it is a significant blow to Russia. 
Ukraine's military intelligence spokesperson, listen to this, told reporting outlets that the oil depot was God's punishment for the murdered civilians, including children. He stated that more than 10 tanks containing oil products for Russia's Black Sea fleet were destroyed, but he stopped short of saying that Ukraine was behind it. Now, this is just part of what's happening. I want you to listen to what comes next. Putin, Russia's president, has said that Russia must act quickly in the face of the entire Western world, that is America and NATO's economic aggression. They say that Russia and China have to act extremely quickly. And now we're seeing the people who are on the economic side of America, they are saying, well, it looks like the United States dollar might not be the reserve currency of the world forever. And they're starting to backpedal and go back on the things that they have come out and said in propaganda for decades. They're saying, well, it would be okay if the United States dollar was alongside the yuan, alongside the ruble. They're saying a new commodity-backed reserve currency would be absolutely fine and that the United States dollar would still be, according to their quotes, strong enough. Well, sure. The United States might not fall into complete destitution. The Great Depression that is about to wash over the American people is going to cause a massive amount of strife and conflict within the country. Look at all the crime that rose just from 2019 because of economic constraints on the American people. When they told you to stay home from your job, they offered to pay you $1 to $3 per day to do it. We saw slapped in the face that the U.S. government was not going to stand behind the people, you are nothing more than a cog in their machine. If you don't work right, they're going to take you right out of their machine and put another cog in there instead. NATO's large-scale anti-submarine warfare exercise, it's called Dynamic Mongoose 23. And now this exercise that is taking place is being conducted in the North Atlantic. The objective is to improve all NATO, American allies' ability to conduct joint operations and test their ability to deal with China and Russia. Now, here we have, again, a reiteration of what has been said before, that these countries are calling themselves America's NATO allies. And so that gives us a little bit of a glimpse into the fact that we don't have the entire NATO alliance on America's side anymore. Look at what has happened with Turkey and how Turkey has basically vowed to stand with Russia and with a Chinese alliance. Look at the Chinese and Pakistan agreements that are being made, the Chinese and Saudi Arabian agreements that are being made. And so every NATO country that doesn't have a vested military interest in America or in the USD economy is saying, well, hold on, maybe we need to not go so fast here. Don't just jump the American gun, so to say. And they are starting to back maybe American opposition. The Russian government has ordered the suspension of the publication of statistics on oil, gas, and condensate. This is all the way until April of next year. So I want you, as we analyze what's happening here, down in the comments to let me know why you think Russia would be stopping the production of analysis or the release of information on their uh, oil, gas, and condensate production. U.S. military warplanes in the Middle East are being armed with bunker buster bombs for the first time in a message to Iran. The U.S. has decided to equip a squadron of its A-10 warthogs in the Middle East with 250-pound bunker bombs. 
This according to reporting outlets that say that this is a move in readiness to stand strong with Israel to take down the country of Iran. Medvedev, the uh, former president of Russia and now a mil military leader, a guy who, when they say go, everybody goes, says we didn't even plan to go to Moldova next. This responding to a statement of the prime minister of Moldova that the president of the Russian Federation and Russian officials are no longer legally allowed to enter into the country. Medvedev, the former Russian president, says, first of all, no one's even planning to go there now. Maybe later. And so we have a reiteration of Poland claims that this, according to uh, analyzed uh, information that they have kept secret, could be a Russian move to move past Ukraine into other countries. This, of course, would make sense. It would make sense for why Russia is so interested in defeating Ukraine. News agencies have reported that China is resuming massive military-based construction in the United Arab Emirates. This is a year after the UAE announced that it would halt the construction because of American concerns. American spy services are saying that a continuation of construction with the Chinese military and the United Arab Emirates is taking place without American consent. This incident shows that the UAE, according to U.S. and American-driven spy analysis, is not honest with Washington. On the other hand, they say the presence of Chinese military personnel around sensitive construction sites raises serious American concerns going into this next conflict. Here we have an Israeli delegation refusing to listen to Russian lies, instead the, well, what they call Russian lies, of course, instead lighting a candle in honor of all Ukrainian victims and leaving the room. Now, on the surface, you might say, well, that's really just a, you know, an act of physical sentiment, uh, you know, them showing that they are standing with Ukraine or against Russia in this war. Behind the scenes, this is a much deeper physical move toward a Ukrainian alliance. We've seen reports now that a man died from uh, hemorrhagic fever, Ebola-like symptoms in Uganda, sparking widespread panic. There was tension in this zone when a 48-year-old exhibited Ebola-like symptoms. That was before he collapsed and perished at a training center. According to disease tracking outlets, the body, which had blood spilling out his eyes, mouth, nose, and ears, was left in the open because of his fear that this could spread a contagious disease. <clears throat> Prior to his death, this individual vomited blood for 10 minutes before collapsing. That prompted residents to alert the police in the area. They cordoned off the scene and prevented dozens of residents, along with family members, from contacting or touching the deceased. Then, around 1 p.m., the residents grew weary of waiting for health surveillance teams to arrive. Uh, they accused them of delaying their response. The police, who had since uh, had, at that time, pitched a camp in the area, deterred the residents from executing their plans to move, basically closed them down, shut them down. The delayed arrival of healthcare workers left the community upset, watching a lifeless body with blood coming out all of the orifices there out in the open. This prompted some of the members to forcefully move the body. Mugamba further argued that surveillance teams should be on standby to intervene in cases where sudden death is a result of contagious Ebola-like disease. So get ready, folks. I, I don't know how to say this more plainly. There are people who want the destruction of the world. There are people out there who are sick in their head 
who are playing with diseases because they're playing creator. There are people who want to see other people suffer just to be able to analyze their suffering. This is not a new concept. This goes back since basically science began and they would take the so-called uh, mentally handicapped or mentally ill, they would take the people who were shunned, the homeless, and they would take them into these research sites. And inside of these research sites, they would basically torture them, analyzing, writing down, jotting down how they suffered the torture. Now, looking back on that in the, in the current state of science and health, the understanding and allowance by doctors and scientists is that well, we wouldn't be here today without that. But they still do it today. Sitting up in laboratories around the world, they are making contagious diseases even more so. Deadly diseases more so. There's been some leaked information showing that both the Western world and the Eastern world have created diseases specific with specific DNA target types that are capable of knocking out chickens. You can wipe out all the chickens in the earth in one release, capable of targeting cows. Well, here we go with a green agenda. Them saying, well, cows, you know, let loose too much methane. What if they just wipe them all out because of some release? Then you start to look at what we see happening across the world and the fact that we have a contagious variation, so they say, of, a, uh, of the H1N1, not H1N1, of the uh, H5N1 avian influenza virus. And this is wiping out thousands, tens of thousands of sea lions, sea life, birds, millions, hundreds of millions of birds, potentially. Why is this happening? Why have they created in a laboratory a virus capable of wiping out all the chickens? They acknowledge it. They write research papers out of it. And then out in the open, we have a virus killing millions and millions of chickens. Now, I'm not saying that that's, that's a connection. I'm just saying we have to look at what's happening and go, well, hold on a second. We're using our taxpaying money to let them play these games. And we have to start to call into uh, question the amount of morals that are being put into what they're doing. But they honestly don't care. And so we have to care for ourselves alone. The IMF has said that China, now listen to this. The IMF has said that China will be the single largest driver of global economic growth over the next five to 10 years. They say China will contribute almost 30% of the world's growth, while the USA delivers only a meager 7 to 11%. This is very out in the open that the USA is over. The world dominance of America is over. The USD as the dominating currency is over. And so you and I as individuals in the preparedness movement have to look and say, what can I do today to hedge against what is coming? And there's just so many things we can do. Kelly and I are trying every single week to take whatever opportunity that we have and say, what can I do with this opportunity right now to make the right decision? And trust me, it is a little bit stressful to know that every fork in the road, every decision-making chance that you have, you have to work diligently and even harder to try and make the right decision based off of everyone. That's curriculum. That's uh, what skills you learn. That's what training you do. That's what things you purchase. That's the 
uh, you know, the things that you bring into your house, the, the things you bring into your mind. And I was just talking with my oldest son today, and I said, I said, do you know how certain people, a personality type tends to like horror movies? And he said, yeah, kind of like, you know, the gothic type likes horror movies. And I said, sure. Do you know how a certain personality type likes Star Wars movie? That's us. We're nerdy. We're kind of geeky. We like those types of science fiction Star Wars movies. And he said, yeah, you know, nerdy types. And so I said, okay, well, taking that into consideration, you have to think about that the things you consume into your, into your mind are affecting you personally. The same way if you eat too much sugar, too much fat, the things you consume affect you physically. And so we have to make the right decision in all things that we do, the things we consume in our eyes, the things we consume in our hearts, the things we consume in our mouths. Don't be eating their poison. Don't take in their poison through your eyes. Don't take in their poison through your ears. Stay on the right track. Look back at humanity and say, what brought us to this point in the year 2023? Why am I alive today? I'm not alive today because my great-grandparents didn't work a farm. No, I'm alive today because they did work a farm. I'm not alive today because my great-great-great-grandparents didn't get out there and stand up for what was right. No, I'm alive today because they did that way back then. And so just like that, today we have to stand up and say, I'm alive today because of the way my great-great-great-grandparents lived. And I need to start living like them today so that my kids can be alive tomorrow. My great-grandchildren can be alive years in from now because of the way I'm living today. Make those decisions. They're conscious. And they're not the easiest decisions to but make those conscious decisions today and every day so that you and your family are ready for what's I want to thank each and every one of you for being here with us at Full Spectrum Survival on YouTube. It is the only place that we are publishing videos. From my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watching. If you joined us on Patreon, get in on May's uh, survival cards. I'm sorry, June, yeah, May's survival cards. Please make sure you mail me your physical address. You will have gotten an email from us asking for your physical address. Otherwise, we don't send your cards to. Make sure you send them over to me. Check contingencymedical.com if you're looking for long, uh, if you're looking for real antibiotics delivered by real doctors. Our great great grandparents, they knew herbal medicine, you need to know it too. Sometimes you might need an amoxicillin. Make sure you have it on hand. Also, nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. Use the code F team to get a discount. If you're going to get antibiotics, use the code FSS10. It'll give you a discount on that one. Most of all, everyone, live like our great 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 grandparents did. Keep watching what's happening. We're going to bring it to you here every single day with the power on, on inside or not. We love you guys. Please show other people that you love them. Hug your loved ones. Be with the people you care about. Don't shun them. Let them back in if they apologize. Forgive the people who need it. Don't forget what they've done, but forgive them. And stay safe. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Good luck, everyone.